Welcome to today's Almost Daily Devotion. We're in Isaiah chapter 55, and we're going to start with the first verse. And it goes like this. Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread, and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen to me, and eat what is good. And your soul will delight in the richest affair. Give ear and come to me. Hear me that your soul may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you, my faithful love promised to David. See, I have made him a witness to the peoples, a leader and a commander of the peoples. Surely you will summon nations you know not, and nations that do not know you will hasten to you. Because of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for he has endowed you with splendor. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake the way, his ways and the evil man his thoughts. Let him turn to the Lord and he will have mercy on him. And to our God, for he will freely pardon. So this passage comes to the end of what is called Second Isaiah or um, Deutero Isaiah, sometimes they call it. So biblical scholars think that there was three Isaiahs, essentially three people writing in the style of the prophet Isaiah. The first was probably actually Isaiah, maybe. Um, and the second two were students, maybe, or within the school of Isaiah's thought. And this was written as the Israelites were preparing to return, or were hoping to return back to, to Israel from Babylon during the Persian exile. And so this is very much a passage of hope. And what he hopes for is an interesting thing. He hopes to return back to the ancestral homelands, to return back to their roots, to return back to where they were nearer to God, where they could call upon God at any moment, and God would fulfill them, would give them something good to eat, something to drink. And this, this last chapter of Tudor Isaiah says to them, your hope is found in returning to your roots, returning to who makes you who you are. By becoming Israel again, we will have unlimited access to God's blessings. And it speaks to a church, which right now is in between. And this is an interesting challenge for a church, which is in exile, which is in, in between, where we're acknowledging as an institution, as an organization, a need to move into a different version of, of ourselves, move into God's future, to return from this exile. And it's a tension between those who want to honor a legacy by continuing the legacy, by continuing to do what their forefathers did. So they honor, they believe they, that the way we honor our ancestors is to continue to do what they did. And to, to maintain that and see the value that they put into those practices. And between other people who say, we need to try new things. We need to, we need to acknowledge that the church is not going to be what it looks like in the past. And these are intention often. They're seen as, they're seen as things that which can't work together, which can't be, can't be one thing. And I think they're both missing the mark. Because what the church really needs to do is to return to its roots. Return to what the church was when it was at its best. 
but the, the church is and that it's best. And that's a community which remembers that it is loved by God. This is a community that remembers that its first job is to be a place where people who are hungry, people who are thirsty can come and get a drink. That lots of the things that we think are essential to church are not so essential. Those are things that are that are methods, there are ways that we can do it. And I believe that we don't honor legacies, we don't honor our ancestors, we don't honor those who come before us by locking ourselves into amber and locking ourselves into this is the only way to be. And I don't think that we need to shed every single thing that's ever happened in the church to become something totally different either. Isaiah recognizes the tension that we are moving into a new future, but that new future needs to be rooted in the deep, deep soil of the tradition of the church which has come. We need to be fed by the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Martin Luther and John Calvin and Karl Barth and Billy Graham and all of those who have come before us. Not as an amber, not as a memorial, not as someone cast in stone, but which honors the essence of their legacy. So what does that mean? That's the challenge for us to discover in the next few years. We know God is with us in the next fall.